Welcome to the Unqualified and Unafraid podcast. My name is Jess and I'm a film student, creative and media nerd here to talk about things I'm not qualified to talk about. Today I'm joined with my cousin all the way from Canberra, Natsuko Yanazawa, aka Moody. Honestly, I struggle to know where to begin when it comes to talking about what Natsuko does. She's incredibly multidisciplinary, her Instagram bio stretching on forever. She manages her own socially conscious design and performing arts company called Musho Laundry. She does photography, video work, dance, as well as producing her own electronic music and is currently in her final year of a Bachelor of Design at the Australian National University. So thank you so much for joining me from all the way across the country. Thank you for having me. It's uh, such a pleasure. This is so awesome. I'm just wondering, how have you been going with the whole self-isolation and studying online and everything? Yeah, it's been quite difficult for me, um, but it's also been kind of inspirational um, and also good for uh, discovering myself as well because I thought I was super introverted, but now I'm like, actually, maybe I'm not as introverted as I thought I was and I miss collaborating with people and seeing people and I thought I would never really, I don't know, say that, I guess. But yeah, I've missed all that. That's so interesting because I've always identified as a massive extrovert and I've actually discovered that, wow, I actually don't need to see people as much as I always thought. So it's interesting how people are having those thoughts and like what they used to think of themselves is now being turned on its head. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely feel that. (laughs) It's really interesting. But you've actually taken advantage of the quarantine time and you've made an art project to do with augmented reality. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that is? Yeah, sure. So I thought that this uh, pandemic was a really good time to uh, connect with people like family and friends and from interstate in Australia and also overseas. And just I was really interested to see how these people everyone was you know everyone's different um but we're stuck in the same situation but I was interested to see how people were uh experiencing it differently or how they were feeling about it um some people you know were kind of thriving or blossoming from it um because they had all this alone time um but some people were struggling and recognizing all these things about themselves or about the society so that was really interesting to see talking to people and um, this project I asked uh, like friends family to kind of write some text uh, whether it be in like a list format like um, yes you did <laughs> which was really awesome and uh, like a poem or a dear diary kind of thing like my friend did um, so just all in different kind of ways sharing experiences or whatever it may be and also I asked the participants to kind of show a really short three, four minute video of like day in the life. And that would, I thought that would be a really nice way to kind of incorporate an augmented reality component um, to kind of, I don't know, make it more interactive, I guess. That's great. The video is going to be projected onto the clothes. Yeah, so how that works is basically there's a app that you can download on your computer and your phone and then I can take a picture of the part where I want to project the video, uh, upload that and then upload the video. So when you have the app download on your phone and then have the app open and show the image 
then it recognizes that um, image and then it like projects the video onto it. Okay. It's kind of hard to explain. It sounds really cool. It's cool to be incorporating technology into art. And is this going to be displayed in an exhibition? Yes, I got an artist in residency at um, the Australian National Capital Artist. Wow. Yeah, and it's just an artist in residency, so there's no pressure to do like a big exhibition or anything, but I've kind of decided to do a blog and then also like a speech kind of thing where I present my ideas and um, my processes and how it all works and all that kind of stuff about the uh, this work called Another World that I that we were just talking about now um, so yeah it's been really good and really feel really privileged yeah and is this the first time you're gonna have something exhibited uh, I, this is probably my first exhibition but for uh, I've done like productions yeah first exhibition so. so exciting so have you always been interested in the arts since you were born maybe talk about where your whole creative journey began yeah that's interesting question because i think my friends um and family knew that i was interested in the arts before even i did um but i think from definitely a young age i was always interested in creating um i would just make little thing little craft things and pretend to sell them or whatever it may be um and I love to make the lego I never really played with it but I just love making it um so lego would just the made lego would just sit in my room for ages I was always good at music I guess had a good ear and then in college I never really took uh, drawing classes or anything I wasn't really interested in that I just did my own thing uh, but then in um, year 11 that's when I saw um, kind of discovered street art and I thought wow this is so cool I absolutely love street art and graffiti and that's how I got into graphic design so yeah, so I did graphic design 11, uh, year 11 and 12 um, I was horrible at it, at it. <laughs> Um, better now <laughs> but yeah that's how I got into graphic design but then I entered ANU and decided I actually don't really love the graphic design component but I discovered like other mediums like um, print media and other things illustration uh, photography yeah gained more interest in photography um, and then I took different courses in different art forms and all that and uh, there were there were a couple courses that allowed me to kind of branch out into what I really liked and that's when I discovered that I really loved to combine different art forms um, especially like dance and something else. That's really cool so would you say that there's any like overarching themes in your work across all of your disciplines? Yeah, I reckon. I do a lot of research before I even start or think a lot in my head, but I think an overarching theme would be, say, social issues or, like, plastic contamination or, like, global warming or, like, the social withdrawn uh, kind of concept as well. So, so things definitely. that you really want to bring 
to the attention of mm, people. Yeah, definitely. Always has a meaning, yeah. Why did you decide to study design? Because obviously you had so many interests to choose from. Why did you go for graphic design? Um, well, I one, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I started to... I did graphic design um, and I also did... I did a double degree when I first started, so I did electronic music production as well. But then I decided, actually, it's really difficult to do both. So I just decided to do design. Um, But I think that's the only thing I really knew as well. But once I got into uni, I got exposed to all these different other mediums and I went, oh, yeah, I could do this. That's awesome. Mm. It's it's so freeing when you realise that even if you start off with this degree, you can switch, like, any time that you want, you can quit, you can change your path. Coming from high school where it's like, that's all there is, I feel like you don't really expect it to be that fluid when you get to uni, but... Yeah, I'm still learning that. Like, even if you get a degree in design, you don't necessarily have to go into design. You can do whatever you want, really. Especially for art subjects... You don't necessarily need a degree to be successful. So as long as you're learning, like you're always going to apply those skills to whatever field you work in, really. Yeah. So could you just tell us about your degree? Well, I knew uh, when I started, it it was very, very new. So it was the third uh, year. So when I joined, they basically had their first graduates, basically, um, in design. Yeah, so they don't have a broad range of design subjects. Uh, They have some compulsory ones that you have to do, but they don't have some some courses that I think are really necessary, say, like, logo design, like, branding design. They don't really have that. I feel like it's a little bit limiting, but what I do like about it is that you can take such a broad range of um, subjects um, including like psychology or environmental science you can do that as well Um, and photography painting uh, print media um, which I really like but yeah design itself is a little bit limiting I think just for people who are thinking of doing a degree in graphic design maybe they would be interested in finding out what the actual content is that you do in a class For the first year, uh, we have a couple compulsory courses that we have to do. And the first one was kind of like visual communication. So we did a little bit of um, branding, not a lot. You don't learn um, skills. They kind of expect you how to do that. So what I mean by skills is um, how to use Adobe, the Adobe Suite. Yeah, they don't really teach you that at ANU. Um, they kind of just expect you to either know or teach yourself. So it's very, like, independent kind of development. And then we did this really fun bro- brochure uh, book kind of assignment, but the theme was to find, uh, like, an unrecognised or an uncommon place in Canberra. So what I did was I did urban exploration in Canberra. So there are quite a lot of underground tunnels and... Um, things in Canberra yeah it's really interesting and I went to all these abandoned places in Canberra because I'm really interested in that I made like little maps that were made out of acetate um, and then they had like a red cross on them but in the booklet there was 
the same map but no cross so you could only get to that place if you had the booklet and the acetate so if you put the acetate on the map it, you could see the cross that's really that cool yeah, yeah yeah talking about your degree and you said that you've been able to branch out quite a bit and pick up some new interests and everything what area have you enjoyed the most what do you think you'll be interested in doing after uni mm, very interesting question tough one <laughs> yeah very good though um yeah i have done a lot of yeah, definitely branched out quite a bit. But I think also I've had the confidence. It gave me the confidence to branch out as well. I think that was really important. Um, and also they really encourage us to, at ANU to experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I've been trying to develop as well. But I think maybe incorporating different elements, different art forms has definitely developed um, since I went to came to ANU Mm. um I didn't really think about that before I thought it was just very graphic design illustration Mm. you know just every single kind of very separate but um now I'm like well I can just do anything I can mold things together augmented reality and virtual reality I think I've gained more interest in like technology that's really cool it's interesting how going to uni can have different effects on people because some people will feel like their minds are being opened up to all these new possibilities with their art but then others will feel like they're being really boxed in to like all the traditional mm. ways yeah. of yeah, the uni I, and everything yeah I totally agree yeah yeah it's just interesting because mm. it really can go either way with it mm-hmm. um a good university should allow you to do what you want um well still you maintaining the requirements yeah definitely. kind of at the same time what I've kind of done is so one of my courses that I did this semester was called um, Booker's Art and then the teacher's really great um, and then we do this personal project where basically you just have to make a book it can be like a physical book or it could be digital or whatever and then my theory is well if I'm going to spend all this time doing it then why not do it do something really crazy so Mm. that's why I did this textiles um Uh, project yeah yeah so it was originally from the uni course the book course but I was like why not do something big yeah yeah (laughs) why not do something that could possibly have some kind of impact outside of just the assessment for uni Yeah, yeah exactly that's I think that's what I found really limiting was um, making something just for assessment. Mm. So I was like, if I don't like making stuff for just assessment that only teachers would see and maybe your yeah. classmates as well, um, I don't find any meaning in meaning through that. Mm. So why not apply for exhibitions or yeah. artists in residence, res- residency and do that at the same time? Yeah. And you have to, like, push yourself as well because I'm sa- I'm the same. Like, I can't... I, have, I find no meaning in just making stuff for assessments and I never end up mm-hmm. feeling proud of it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you have to try and make the time so that you mm-hmm. don't forget why you're interested in it in the first place. Yeah. yeah. On the topic of Canberra, I've never actually been there and I'm so jealous because, um, yeah, I need to come and visit you, you come. at some point. That would be awesome. Because um, um, Kimbo, my sister, went there. I'm saying, I know... Yeah. 
your cousin, but I'm saying my sister for the listeners who don't know that that's my sister. But um, she got to go there and go to like the parliament and everything, and I was so jealous. But I'm really curious to know, like, is there a big creative scene there? I think, um, I mean, Canberra's a small city, as you know, it's a whole. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, I love it. Um, mm. But the creative scene is really vibrant here. It's really awesome. And because it's a smaller city, you get to know people better. You get to reach out to people much easier. And there are actually so so many festivals um, here, uh, like local festivals, mm-hmm. and then people always come and say, oh, there's nothing to do in Canberra. But I, I just go, well, you just have to find, find it. Similar to Adelaide, because mm. Adelaide is another small city, it has that same reputation, oh, you can't make it in the arts here, and oh, you're, like, yeah. there's nothing to do. You just have to keep your eyes open. Yeah. There's always things going on. Yeah, there's always stuff going on. And then I've been involved in the uh, community, uh, arts community in Canberra for, for well, since, like, 2014, the year I came here, basically, um, joining um, QL2 Dance. I dance there, and they have really great connections with interstate artists, local artists, and, yeah, it's just really great. And just being able to connect with all these different people from different you know theater or music Mm. yeah I've got friends in like music and do all sorts of things and yeah it's it's a really good community I think that's really cool Canberra must have so many good musicians because I've recently become big fans of these two bands and I found out that they were both from Canberra oh yeah that's there's, that's really cool. I feel like probably everybody already knows them except me. Like, I'm only just discovering <laughs> even though everyone already knows them. But it's that mm-hmm. Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers. Yeah, and then, I know them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Sputnik mm-hmm. Sweetheart. Okay. You know oh, I, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Teen Jesus. Like, I don't know them personally, but, you know, yeah, I've seen them perform and they're really awesome. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, i got to come to Canberra so mm. then I can see all of yeah. live. <laughs> yeah. And they're so young, it's incredible. Mm. Because of the small population... It, the networking would obviously be made a little bit easier. Mm. I guess some people, when they think of a bigger city, they think more opportunity and, like, bigger is better kind of thing. But do you enjoy living in a smaller city? I mean, yeah, it's good. I, I mean, I think one day I want to move to a big city mm. um, and do that. Uh, but yeah, definitely making connections. You make really valuable connections mm. when it's a small city, I think. It's easier to expose yourself as mm. well and get opportunities. I've gotten so many opportunities and um, ha- having uh, valuable connections allows you to get really great opportunities as well so I think being in Canberra has allowed me to if I'd been to say I moved to Melbourne um for design or something then I wouldn't have been able to do the things I've done here so Mm. yeah it really varies I think a couple of years ago you started Musho Laundry and 
were and still are selling shirts with your awesome designs on them. So how did the Canberra... <laughs> it's another Canberra question, I'm sorry. But how did you kind of take advantage of like the networking everything to assist you with getting that off the ground? Yeah, uh, so there was this program called uh, STIR and uh, I was actually doing a design course that I was talking about before visual communications and I had a great teacher called Vince um then he shout out to Vince yeah shout out to Vince (laughs) (laughs) it's really awesome (laughs) but he uh and Camillo he's also really awesome so shout out to him too (laughs) uh Vince and Camillo started a uh youth entrepreneurship uh like learning platform their aim was to educate young people about entrepreneurship and uh allowing them to not only learn about it but kind of kickstart their projects i guess and that's mm-hmm. how i got involved so vince he sent uh emails about hey you should come to stir to all his students and i was like hey entrepreneurship's a thing this might be kind of cool so I just kind of went along we're talking about our ideas and my initial idea for Michelle Longe it's really interesting how it developed but um I was really interested in um like homeless people or trying to help uh, not as privileged people um in society and I really wanted to do that and I was thinking oh what if I what if I like design socks for them and distribute them and make money uh like raise money and Mm. do that so that was like the initial idea and then it developed um more and I started doing shirts and all that but yeah I think how I got started if stir wasn't there I wouldn't have even considered doing anything like this so wow yeah it's really interesting like I always think back and I go wow it's developed it's changed a lot Mm. your shirts raise awareness for um correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong but the hikikomori hikikomori Mm -hmm. okay awesome gold star to me um in japan um could you tell us a bit about why this issue is so close to your heart and why you decided to design your shirts around this topic yes very good question um it's very close to my heart because it's a problem that's been present in japan for a very long time and while i was researching a lot about it it doesn't uh it exists in a certain form in japan Uh, because of its culture but it exists everywhere in the world just in different forms so like in Australia it might um, exist as a form uh, kind of on the street instead of so um, I should probably explain what the hikikomori is in Japan first um, before um, I explain the other things but so basically hikikomori means socially withdrawn Um, and then in Japan uh it, there's like a culture where when you're you can stay at home until you're 30 um and it's uh, kind of considered okay um and there's this also a concept called amae means kind of uh unhealthy kind of love attachment to both mother and child kind of thing um okay. in japan the hikikomori is uh, people who shut themselves in in their rooms for however long uh like decades even 
Um, wow. Yeah, it's really crazy. And so, so like, literally not leaving the house? Literally like, not agrophobic leaving. Agrophobic kind of thing? Yeah, agrophobic. And then they start to, because they shut themselves in for so long, that they uh, start to have these other symptoms like OCD. They develop them. They don't have them before, but then they develop mm. OCD. The, these people, that just the society in Japan is a little bit uh, old-fashioned and they've always there's a lot of pressure in society for graduates or young people to uh, really succeed uh, especially if you're like middle class or something then you, you have pressures from parents to do really well and uh, th- there's like only one path so like in Australia you would have all these different paths you could go to TAFE or you could go um, do an apprenticeship you don't just have to go to university but there's always a pressure in Japan to go to university straight into a company and then you stay at the company for your whole entire life kind of thing it's kind of still okay. like that um, and there's like a pressure to do that and also um, there's like a culture behind not not being the nail that sticks out you can't really be an individual um so if you're a little bit different you would get bullied at school and then that could cause someone to become socially withdrawn and be interesting yeah afraid of society it's different for everyone um but that's what it is in japan it's not coming out of their room but in australia staying at home until you're 30 is probably not as accepted um so this form this hikikomori social withdrawn kind of uh situation could be in a different form like on the streets or Mm. whatever else it may be so so kind of like removing choosing to remove yourself from society yeah yeah if that makes sense Yeah, yeah definitely um, but yeah, uh, answering your question about uh, why it's so close to my heart is because my cousin is has been kind of like that for a very long time in Japan, and it's still not uh, getting better. And okay. so I thought it, this problem is not getting better. There's more than one percent in um, Japan's population so that's more than one million people that's a lot of people I mean it's growing every year and there's no one's doing anything about it um like there are other non-profit organizations that are trying to do um things to solve this problem but it's really difficult so what I don't agree with uh is the way they try and treat these people um treat with inverted commas (laughs) these psychologists i think most of them haven't had this experience and then they try to uh see what's wrong and then try to solve it uh in a methodical kind of way but then because it's so different for everyone not that methodical way doesn't work for everyone there's like no particular way of solving it because it's just different for everyone Um, but i want to maybe expand, try and expand the way that um, these people could, uh, I don't know, like expose themselves to different experiences and maybe because Japanese society doesn't really allow you to do that. It's just study and then go to uni. And you don't, in Australia, you kind of uh, appraise for what your differences if you're good at, Mm. say, filmmaking. Like you are, um, Mm. like people say, oh, you're really good, you should go to like film school. Like that's um, accepted. But in Japan, like if you're different like that, they go, oh, you know, they don't really accept that. 
you kind of have to be the yeah, same. Like, like shame kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then you're not really accepted for what you're good at, so people don't have the opportunity to discover what they're good at. Yeah. So that's something that I really want to try and do is to, I mean, con- try and contact these uh, socially withdrawn people, which would be really difficult because you know, they're almost invisible because they never mm. come out and they don't really allow anyone to come see them. But it would be my goal to be able to talk to them and um, get try to create a way to help them get out into society without going to a psychologist and doing all this. Yeah. There is um, one non-for-profit called New Start um, in Japan that I've visited a couple times um, that does to do things that I I really think that are actually helping these people. Um, okay. Uh, so they have this program where they're, they're called Rental Brothers and Rental Sisters. It sounds really strange. Um, <laughs> but they, so uh, say a woman goes, uh, is a rental sister and then the parents basically pay pay her to try and kind of I don't, they they have like different ways of trying to communicate with the normally there it's a it's a male because you know males in Japanese society have more pressure to do well or whatever oh. um so often it's uh, a male um but yeah the these rental sisters and brothers they go to their houses and then they try to talk to them and um say put letters under their door because sometimes they don't even come out um and then yeah just try to get some communication because the social withdrawn person just loses almost all connection to society and even their family so just trying to get that social aspect back into their lives is really important so that's what they try to do and I think that's a really good way of starting yeah Yeah. is there a way that we can support that um, organization you start like yeah can people donate to it or maybe um I think so I have to have a look um and then I can like give you the details and yeah maybe I'll link it (laughs) um in the show notes yeah that'll be really awesome because they do amazing things and i whenever i go back to japan i aim to um visit them why was it important to you that you didn't just create cool designs but you actually created cool designs that had a cause behind them there were two main designs that i did for um the hikomori kind of cause uh, it's just I think the trouble that I had was to make uh, good, really good designs that would be appealing to people, but also not to make the social withdrawn uh, problem like a cool thing, you know? Mm, I think that's what I really struggled with, and that's why it takes so long to create these designs. Sometimes it takes me like a couple months to come up with something. but I've tried my best to make something cool but also um, allow it to have a meaning. Um, but, yeah, I, I, for me it's always important to have a meaning behind it and I think a lot of people who have bought the designs have really resonated with them. Some I feel like it's sometimes a little bit restricting because I really have to think about 
how I design and what message yeah. I convey. Yeah. yeah. So I can't really make something. Because you have to really, like, take the responsibility yeah. to represent people correctly and yeah. not be exploitative and everything. Yeah, like, exactly. That would have... I never even thought about that, but that would have, re- yeah, required a lot of thinking mm-hmm. for those Yeah, brands. yeah. Mucho Laundry, it's not just a clothing brand, is it? It's a performing arts company. So how does this element come into the company and what will it entail? Yeah, so, um, yes, Mucho Laundry is also a performing arts uh, company. Uh, and I think one of the things I did struggle with uh, at the beginning and even now is whether I should just have focused on the clothing or the productions but I kind of just decided oh you know I do a lot of productions and so why not just do kind of everything I don't know if that's the right thing Mm. to do but Mm. you know that kind of just feels right because Michelle Laundry is an organization that tries to raise awareness of certain issues uh the clothing's the clothing um does that um but also the productions do that as well so last year I created a work about the social withdrawn <laughs> um and it was a dance piece as well as a spoken word and film work mostly passionate about like the performance aspect of it um but yeah I think I really wanted to connect Michelle Laundry to that because I don't know it's just just felt right yeah it's um I think it's quite clever because if people find you online through your production then they're automatically going to be exposed to your shirts as well and your design stuff so Mm -hmm. and then I think um the shirts is more of a way of raising awareness but then the performance aspect is kind of uh it's experience that really matters Mm. So experience, I think, is really important to really gain a knowledge, gain um, insight. If if you're reading an article about the social withdrawal, you get a different experience. But if you're really immersed, I think an immersive experience is really important to gain even more knowledge or have the respect. Do you have any other like ultimate dream or like a project that you definitely want to do in your life? Yeah, so my ultimate dream, I've been thinking about this uh, for a very long time, um, but I think definitely just being able to direct, um, create performances that are really unique, combining all the knowledge I have and bringing in collaborators from all different art forms or science or... Uh, humanities, whatever it may be, um, researchers, musicians. I want to collaborate with people, create really interesting, unique, immersive, interactive uh, productions about um, like these issues um, in the world. Um, create works with dancers mo- mainly, um, and then man, touring would be so cool. I would love oh, to tour because yeah. I absolutely love traveling. Yeah, that would be really cool. One of my dreams is to do a documentary or just a video diary of a band's tour and just be kind of a fly on the wall the whole tour. Yeah, Yeah, there was another project that I would love to do is to make, because this hasn't been done before, there have been documentaries about the social withdrawn, um, but it's so difficult to get footage um, of the people in their house and all of that mm. and make it documentary. So I would love to interview people at New Start and people 
that have had that experience of being socially withdrawn um, and also parents and also the people that are actually trying to get footage of people that are actually in their house and make a documentary on the whole problem that would be also another really cool thing that I want to aim to that could also be a way to get people out of their shell, like if they started to do their own video diaries. Mm, yeah, I totally agree. There's, uh, there's just so many different ways that you could uh, help these people to get out back into a society. It would take, yeah, I, I think one one thing that you have to understand is um, it it doesn't just take one year. It could take, you know, 10 mm. years to try and get them out. But you have to persevere yeah for sure um so you have all of these different artistic disciplines so do you ever feel overwhelmed as you like struggle to balance them i've kind of come to a mm, realization i i struggled at first definitely especially doing music and design i was like uh looking at all the people in music and they were so focused on it and i really really wanted that uh really wanted to focus on that um but you know I I don't know I've just kind of accepted the fact that I'm not like that I just I'm not pointy so I'm not like super good at one thing but Uh. I want to know all sorts of things and then what I and then like talking to Jim I stepdad (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. he was like well the thing that you could be good at is to know all these things and then like be combine these different art forms together like that could be your focus that's your niche yeah 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 that's my niche and I was like hey that is actually so true so uh at at the beginning it was overwhelming I was like what should I do should I just Mm -hmm. focus on one thing but because I'm not like that um Mm -hmm. I think yeah, just sticking to my niche and uh, getting as much information and all that from different sources and experiences. Um, Just do my own thing and, yeah. And once you stop trying to make yourself work like everybody else, it can really help you to improve the way you work because you start Mm, realising, I can do this my way, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I've been trying to do that, like just do my own thing and experiment. Experimenting is so valuable and so Mm. important. It can be hard at first. Um, And it can be as uh, something like, I'm just going to go with the flow, just go with my emotions. Like, it's just a different way of working. Like, that didn't work for me. Um, Mm. But... You know, you discover what works for you, and that's really important. Yeah. So you're in your final year? Yeah. So are you nervous to finish uni? Like, do you have any plans for afterwards? <laughs> that's an interesting question because, uh, yes, I'm in my final year, and it's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, I'm a little bit nervous, um, but I've been trying to... I've been looking at so many videos on like post depression after graduation. Like, because oh. <laughs> people get that, and I, I don't know. Mm. Just I think watching these YouTube videos, I try to make myself believe that I'll be fine by just watching these videos, but probably won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> like self therapy. Yeah, self therapy. <laughs> I think I got post depress post graduation depression like six months early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like this dr- 
read last year in year 12, my mental, like halfway through the year, my mental health was like, I just became so high strung and nervous, like eternal dread. High school was going to drop off. And then it's like, who am I? (laughs) Like, (laughs) this was my identity. (laughs) Yeah, I I was like that at the beginning of this year. But now I'm just confused to what to do. Like, I thought, well, maybe I'll go study again next year to do study dance because I want to work with dancers in the future. Mm. Um, But I'm also like, well, maybe I should just, I don't know, stay in Canberra and create as many productions as possible, get experience, and that would be just as valuable or Mm. more valuable, maybe, than going off to study again. So it's like a toss at the moment. Yeah, and there's no right path. Yeah, exactly. And that's the good thing, but also the hard thing about creative industries is that if you're doing something like becoming a doctor or a lawyer or something, you know exactly what your path is but when there's no one to tell you what to do when you're in the creative industries yeah that's where I've been struggling with a bit because there is exactly there is no right or wrong answer and both are good you're going to get different you're going to get experiences um either way where online are people able to see your work yeah so on instagram I have a musho laundry account and a moody account um Mm -hmm. Also Facebook, but I don't really post on Facebook. Um, and also YouTube, uh, uh, Mich- Michelle Laundry Design on YouTube. Okay. And um, the exhibition that your work oh, yes. is going to be in, what's that called? Yeah, yeah so it's anchor.net.au uh, forward slash what's on. But you can just go to their normal website and just click on what's on. Oh, one more question to slip in. The name Moody, like for your social media, why, why did you choose that as your like, is that your, um, what you put when you like enter your art into something? Do you say art piece by Moody or? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a pseudonym, um, I guess, uh, because you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a trend, but all artists have them. That <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go for mood as in like the cow mood mood <laughs> so there, there's this creative agency in Canberra that's called mood but m-u-d-e not m-o-m-o-o-e-d oh. I wanted to go m-o-o-e-d but you know so I was like well I still kind of like mood so I'll just mm. add a y <laughs> so <that's me. laughs> but I don't really use it to be honest so for everyone listening, you can find Natsuko on Instagram as at underscore moody with five O's and five Y's. But if you're too lazy to search that up, I'll link it in the show notes. Also to stay updated with the podcast, you can follow my Instagram at jessjade with two A's and at you and you underscore podcast on Twitter. And I just started a Facebook page for the podcast so if you've enjoyed it so far i'd really appreciate if you liked the page or even shared one of the episodes with your mates and i look forward to bringing you more insightful conversations with creative people thanks for listening thanks so much that was awesome